This is going to be a great episode for the business owner. So if you've ever wondered how you can 3x your leads, 2x your sales, and find $100,000 in hidden and recurring revenue in your business, this episode is going to be for you. I hope that you learn a lot and uh, you're able to put some of these action items into your business. Also, please make sure to check out our new website, www.allofmyassets.com. As you know, I'm now working with business owners on their traditional investments and financial planning issues. But in addition, I can help business owners to maximize the value of your business. So that means that you'll be able to sell your business for more when you're ready or just have an easier and more profitable life today. Make sure to look in the show notes to uh, find the link to take your value builder score assessment. And we really hope that you enjoy this episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Well, welcome back to today's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. And um, as you know, I'm a financial advisor, but the, really the purpose of this podcast is I bring valuable information, mostly to business owners, but also to individuals. But I want to help you to, um, if you're a business owner, I want to help you to make more money. I want to help you to lead better. I want to help you to uh, to follow legal laws better. And if you're an individual, I want to help you to do all the things that it's important to do with regard to your money. Because let's face it, how we handle our money should positively impact our lives and the lives of those around us. So today on that note, uh, we're talking to the business owners and I have uh, Howard uh, Walpuff today and um, we're going to talk about some ways to generate some uh, additional revenue for your business and become more profitable because, you know, let's face it, without profit, there's really not, we could all maybe find some uh, some more fun things to do. So, uh, hey, Howard, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing today? Great, great. Hey, we were just chatting, and um, so I'm uh, I'm physically located not that far from Clemson, uh, South Carolina, and and anybody knows Clemson, it's a big old football school, and you're near Jacksonville, and uh, so uh, yeah, so Trevor Lawrence had a had an interesting interesting first year, but hopefully that'll turn around next year. Yes, uh, it was an experience for him starting off in Jacksonville. Uh, however. Much better coaching as someone with the Super Bowl pedigree and a great uh, uh, secondary coaching staff and really worked on his weapons for this year. We're, we're looking for uh, to be the, the big surprise of the season this year for Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's almost a business lesson to be learned there is as great of a quarterback that he is, you know, without a team it was kind of a frustrating year. So I know he did really, really well at Clemson, but, um, and I know that quarterback is a super important position in football, but you still need proper coaching. You need proper, everybody just doing their jobs. And, and probably that didn't happen all that well last year, as well as it did for his, uh, his few years in Clemson. So. Yeah. Management too. You have to have the right management. You have to have the right game plan over, not just for the, each individual game, but for overall, and it was a lesson in you have to walk into a job prepared. And one of the best court coaches in the country did not come to this job prepared. And uh, the season was a disaster from the first moment on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, hey, well, tell me a little bit about your business. And then uh, I want to talk about kind of a bold claim that you make right on the front of your website. But, but uh, yeah, how do you help uh, business owners and what do you do for them? 
Well, I am a uh, profit acceleration coach. I'm, uh, I've been a strategist in, in marketing for over 25 years. And uh, based on what I have on my website and really what I speak to people about is if any small business owner gives me 45 minutes of their time, I can show them how to triple their leads, double their sales and find $100,000 or more in their business without them spending additional dollar on marketing or advertising. Now that might sound outrageous or scary or a little bit of both, but it's hard being a small business owner, especially if you have a passion for something and that's what you went into business for. And sometimes you don't really see all the ways you can market and, and really price your opportunities the right way to really grow your revenues. Yeah. So I don't know. And I'm sure you've read maybe the E-Myth uh, Revisited and, and where it yes. talks a lot about kind of the trades person that's good at their trade. And then, so the guy that likes, you know, building a house, he likes building stuff. So he starts building houses and then he's good at building houses. And then he gets to the end of the year. He's like, well, holy crap, I have to file a tax return. I never, I never knew I'd have to do that. Then I'm going to have to hire people. Then I'm going to have to, you know, do all these different things that business owners do. And um, I think in a lot of cases, business owners, are not the greatest marketers in the world. And that's where kind of the people, uh, the people like you come along. So uh, your website, profitmasterbusinesssolutions.com, you know, right on the front, it says, I can find any business $100,000 or more in less than 45 minutes guaranteed. So I love that. I love that. Thank so let's you. talk, let's talk, you know, without giving away the house too much, but what are some mistakes and what are some ways when you're working with business owners that you're able to uncover some of those hundred thousand dollars? Cause I, I, quite frankly, I want a few of them. <laughs> well, it's the funny part is a lot of it is based on just making changes to some of the things they're they've done and, and they are doing. Some of it goes deeper into deeper strategy. And because I've worked running accounts for two different marketing advertising agencies, I've worked in national, local radio, I've worked in sports, I've worked for a, a, a baseball team a franchise and, and, and a minor league affiliate. It is, uh, there's so many different strategies that you can find and use so that knowing what relates to your customer and your prospect is very important. So basically it all starts with someone opens up a, business and they just figure people are going to come and people are going to show up. It's, it's, it's not even figuring out what their messaging is, but the situation is that people have two major concerns going on in their head. There's a problem they have they don't want and a result they want they don't have. So first and foremost, you need to speak to those two concerns to make sure that you can, they would want to have a conversation with you moving forward. So a lot of that starts with your website. And you, first of all, if someone says you don't need a website, that's absolutely not true. There's different ways. And I still hear that from people. Oh, I don't need a website. I don't have a website. I just have a page on Facebook. Well, that's a whole other conversation about algorithms and how few people actually see that. But it really is making your website not just a digital brochure, but a 24-7 salesperson that can be interactive with those that are, are getting onto it in the right way. And I say the right way because you have a lot of people with sign up for my newsletter or here's the, 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 the field on the bottom to fill out. And if you ask them nine out of 10, say no one ever fills them out. The 10th would say a few people here and there because nobody wants to be on a list like that. And especially if they're not getting anything for it. I know I have, my goal last night was to clean out my email and go through emails and I did not get to it. 
And it's just because I, I personally, I get on lists because I like to see what other people are doing. Absolutely. But if anyone has an email box like mine, then there's no way they can get through and find the, the actual emails that they're supposed to be receiving for business. Yeah. And they go to the promo folder and everything else. So, you know, I, I do think that a lot of marketing and mass type emails, you know, they, they, I guess maybe the law of numbers, you know, that's not a bad thing, but um, you know, they're, they're certainly not all getting read. Like you, I have a lot of emails and I, sub, I unsubscribe to a lot of emails, you know, daily sure. and, and they still keep coming. I don't, um, I don't know how, uh, how that works. So um, now do you ever look at pricing of, of your clients products and services? One of the things that I find is salespeople and business owners we get in this mindset of, I have to be the lowest priced widget or service in the market because people only care about how much money they spend on stuff. But that's not true because uh, there's a lot of psychological fa- factors. You know, perceived value is higher when something costs more. Um, you know, and, and quite frankly, I don't think you have the cheapest stuff in your house that you could possibly afford. You probably have some areas where you just see value and you spend more money on a certain type of product because it benefits you, right? So, so talk to me a little bit about pricing for small business owners and kind of the mindset on how to think about your, your services. I think value really is the key component. And let's break a couple of things away. So for example, if you are in construction and you're doing a bidding process, very different type of conversation, not looking at that at the moment, but everyone else who has some sort of offer, you're selling a service, even selling items in a, in a store, you have that fear that if you're too high, people aren't going to buy anything. But you have to create the value. And it goes a few steps before that. You really need to have a market dominating position. You need to set up your business and let people understand how that you are bigger, better, smarter, faster, and also provide more added value than anyone else. And that really is a specific strategy. And that strategy then goes into your ad campaigns and and different types of presentations that you have. But if you are creating uh, value in your pricing and being strategic in your pricing and giving yourself opportunity within your pricing as well, you can really grow your revenue. So what I mean by that is when you have someone who's ready to say yes on something, They've now sold, you, you've sold them, they want to buy it, whether it's a service or even a product in the store. You have an opportunity to do a couple of things. You can upsell them and you can cross sell them at the same time. Now, for those who don't understand those terms, I'm going to make it very simple. If you've gone to McDonald's and you've asked for to buy a soda and they asked for a small soda, they asked you if you want a large soda and you said yes, they just upsold you on a soda. It's the same product that you wanted. They just gave you a little bit more for a little more value perceived in your mind for the additional price. And they made more money in the process. You know, and I wonder if you could quantify like how many tens of millions of dollars or more McDonald's makes by simply requiring that their, that their teammates say, would you like to upsize or biggie size that? I actually can't. McDonald's is definitely on the higher side. Mm-hmm. Um, let me j- just jump in quickly. If you buy a burger and they ask you if you want fries with that, mm-hmm. they just do. That's a cross sell. Something sure. that connects with the product and the, there's this additional value for spending more money. So the answer to that is 34% of the time when someone gives you an upsell or cross-sell opportunity the, or is presented to you, they're, they're going to say yes. Sure. So 
On the opposite, if you don't make any offers like that, you're leaving money on the table a third of the time. Mm-hmm. So again, you asked me about pricing. You need to analyze all your pricing and have a sense of what do I have to create additional value with it. So if I if I sell a uh, a, a, um, a teaching session, and then and and then, then I have a, a something a little bit higher than that. So it's a full course as opposed to one session in this example, and they're ready to, to buy the, uh, the the session, but you can upsell them to the course. You can get more revenue that way and finding different things, whether it's something that you actually possess or you buy different products and bring them in as a cross-sell opportunity. If you've ever gone to a, uh, to a cell phone store and gone to cell phone, they're going to ask you if you need the charger, if you need the case. Oh, that's where they the make cover, their money too. You need, that you, stuff you, is you need the, the, the Bluetooth speaker, you need all of it. That's all cross-selling. So analyzing your services and seeing where you can add additional services to it and figuring out where the pricing goes and, and then working really on your, uh, your sales methods and, uh, and how you address a, a client and knowing how to make those offers in the process. That's where you can see some additional revenues for your business. Okay. No, I, I love that. I, um, I'm trying to remember what I heard about. There was one of the fast food chains that had uh, just an incredible amount of, of excess hamburger meat. And, and that's why they, 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 just, they made like a small, medium and large. And so they priced it to where they knew that the average person would get the, the hamburger patties that they had the excess of. So, you know, just kind of you, you can, and it's not manipulation. It's just, you know, giving more value on the product that, um, that you're trying to sell. It's probably no, no accident that, French fries are probably a very, very high margin item. And that's what they're, that's what they're cross-selling, right? Exactly. And, and there's different ways to utilize your um, items. Again, there's the show I love watching, The Food That Built America, and it's on the History Channel. And it talked about different things with the, with the size of the burgers, but also taking the meat and making it into tacos and, and other things and, and how Taco Bell got created and, and all that. So there's some great, great lessons from some of these companies. And I, I, again, that show teaches you a ton if you're in the food business. Um, but it is um, really assessing your inventory on a regular basis and how you can bet you best utilize it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what were those two statements that you said about the business owners? They need to um, say that again, because I want to literally write those down. And I think those could change businesses. If you get nothing else from this podcast, kind of those, those statements. Very simply, there's a problem they have they don't want and result they want they don't have. So it really starts to take you away from being general in your, in your concept of what your business is. So if I, if I sell skin lotion, my, my audience is not everyone that has skin. Okay. It's sure. really focusing on that lotion and what the lotion does and the, finding the right audience for it and then does it address those two questions? Because if you, if you are able to answer those questions in, in that person's mind, then they're going to start to look at your, again, looking at, on website purposes, if they're scanning through websites there because they're on a journey. Everyone is on a journey. Very mm-hmm. few people are walking in and making quick decisions on anything. They're going to be searching online and to, for, to find different products and services and pricing and all that. And so you need to be able to grab them and have them pause on your website. And that's because they're thinking about those things in their head and you're addressing them. And there's specific ways to do that in formatting the, uh, the above the fold of your website, what people see, 
when they get to it on a desktop or even on a phone, the, the, the first visuals that speak to people addressing those, uh, those, those two statements. Okay. So kind of what, so with your, with your example of, of skin lotion, so yes, we all have skin, but I think sometimes it's difficult for business owners to, to say, you know what, my skin lotion is for a certain skin type and not everybody has that skin type. So I'm narrowing my market and I'm going after either a niche or a niche, depending on how you, how you say it, sure. but it is a scary thing. So as an example, I'm a financial advisor and financial advisors can work with anybody, but I just love the business owners of the world. So I've really geared my practice towards working with business owners. Now, if you're an 80 year old person who needs help managing their retirement account, I can do that. And I will do that, but I'm not spending, spending my efforts kind of going towards that person because that's not where I'm uniquely qualified. So how would you get like a business owner or a sales team, get that fear of, you know, if I market just to this one type of industry or, or niche down, I'm going to eliminate a big part of the market who quite frankly, weren't becoming customers anyway, you know? So, so how do you talk about the, the niching down and, and maybe get rid of some of that fear? Well, fear really is the right word in describing it. And a lot of it is false fear because sure. you're really not viewing the, the world from the outside of how they view you. So once you set up who you are, again, I mentioned a market dominating position, which is a full strategy of, of, of finding out your strengths and comparing them to others and really assessing the statement of what your business is, then you really need to look. There are people who can be generalists, and that's really the term, that really do cover multiple types of businesses. But if you have a strength of millennials, I am great at teaching financial services to millennials because you got to get them started the right way or they're going to make tremendous mistakes or have big regrets years later from not doing it. Then you can focus your, all your advertising, whether it is paid advertising or earned, or earned advertising based on um, being involved in podcasts and, and other opportunities and, and social media pieces that go along with it to that audience. And you're not you're not worried about the fact that it might be too young for the 50 year old because you're not talking to 50 year old right now, those people who you're afraid aren't going to be your customers. If you do this, you're not worried about them anymore. So that takes away a lot of the fear. And now you can really focus and you're not confusing those who you really want to work with because you're too general in your messaging. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like kind of knowing what you're going after. Cause if you're fishing for everything, number one, it's confusing to, um, to, to, to the public. So if you're on a podcast for millennial money one week, and then you're on the retiree podcast the next week, talking about how retirees should manage their money, then you're on the podcast next week, talking about how business owners should manage their money. And then you're on the podcast the next week, talking about how to get out of debt. It's like, what do you really do? Like, what are you really, really good at? And I think the other part of that is, you know, I think generally speaking, you know, the, the specialist doctor gets paid more and charges more than the generalist because they just have that more, more specialized, um, specialized market uh, for sure. And a lot of it depends on where you're at and what you're doing. So again, the doctor is a great example because you have your specialty and you, you really focus on that. Uh, sometimes with, for example, with, with what, what I do, um, I love using plumbers as an example, but if I was the, the, uh, the business strategist for plumbers, if I have a national scope, 
then it, it dilutes the, some, some of the concerns. But if I'm local, some of the strategies are going to be somewhat similar for each plumber. And that might take away from each one of them. It may, it may actually be more harmful than helpful. So sometimes niching down can be extremely concerning, and so, but most of the time it is extremely favorable for a business. So it's really, again, you got to know who you are and that's first and foremost before you do anything. Okay. So if someone's thinking like it would just be ridiculously awesome for me to have a market dominating position, but what the heck does that mean? How do I get there? What are some steps? Cause that, that, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, we all want to be in a position where when somebody that's a potential ideal client of us has literally no other choice, but pick, pick us to do business with, you know, so, so what are some things that, that your average business owner can think about to, 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 to build that market dominating position? Well, I guess I'm we're talking about different ages of, of, uh, of demos. Uh, hopefully not aging myself with the example. That's always my favorite uh, of these examples. And it is um, Domino's. Domino's decide like there's a lot of larger delivery chains out there. What makes us special than more special than anybody else? And is there an added value that comes along with that? So they did some research and they decided that college students really are hungry. They want pizza at, at odd hours. They can really be great customer base. And if you give them the right perk, they really can get into it and get very excited. So back in the 70s, 80s, Domino's created the, the, really the concept that they, they, their market domination, they're going to be the fastest delivery pizza service out there. That's what their market dominant position was. And to back that up, they started building more um, units around college campuses. And then from that market dominant position, they created an ad campaign. We'll deliver delivery pizza. If you don't, if you don't get it within the, you get it within 30 minutes or less, you get it within 30 minutes or less, or it's free. Sure. So if I, if I, if they, so they start getting their, their stopwatches out and, and counting down and 29 minutes to the delivery guy would come, they'd have to pay for their pizza, but it was exciting along the way. And if it was 31 minutes, they get the pizza for free. That was even more exciting, but they got their pizza fast. They got it fresh. And that was the added value was part of it was the entertainment. And other a part of it was the fact that there were free pizzas being given out of their, their situations out there. So I love that as a, as a visual example. But now if and Domino's as, was concerned that they're going to lose the fine dining market, well, that's not what Domino's is. Domino's was fast pizza. So, so that's what they were marketing to. And I think that's kind of that niche and, and um, you know, there may be better pizza or, or possibly, and, or there may have been, you know, if you want to go have a good sit down family dinner, well, Domino's, that's just not what they do. So, and their marketing message was very clear back then. Exactly. Exactly. And, and again, first and foremost, it really is, you want to lay out who you are and in, in all of this, you, you have to understand better than anyone else who you are. And if not, things get even more confusing. So you really are making a full looking in the mirror and making assessments of, of, of what you're doing and taking notes on it. And, uh, and that's the starting point in the process of generating all this, uh, this right uh, strategy information for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's, that is crazy, crazy good. So what are some maybe success stories that you've seen with some clients on kind of generally kind of where they were, kind of some things that they did, and then maybe 
you know, some, so how they grew or, or percentage growth, or just maybe even, because it's not only, you know, sometimes you have a business owner that's barely keeping the doors open and they're stressed and, and there's marriage problems because there's lack of money. And then maybe you make some decisions and you do things the right way. And now forget dollars. You just have a better life because there's more resources and less stress. So talk to us a little bit about maybe some success stories. Well, I look back to a lot of things in my career. And I was actually telling someone about this yesterday. My, my, my favorite success story, actually, it was in my radio days, but I love talking about it even with clients now because it is, it really is, okay, let's take a look at who, who we're speaking to and, and how we're speaking the right way. I was working at a radio station. I was the director of sales and marketing, and we had a diet program, a regional diet program as a sponsor. And we had a very notable a broadcaster came over to the radio station a couple of years before, and he was a spokesperson. And he did use the diet for a little bit, but he, people, when you close your eyes and think of this man, you thought of an older, heavy man who had lost some weight and gained it all back. And if you saw him in public, you, you, he was not the right fit for the, uh, the promotion. They were spending money. Nothing was really happening. So we shook it up and we brought in two other people who weren't on air, but were behind the scenes in the uh, on the the staff to do the the, the diet program and our it was a sports radio station we we're focusing on men their business was 80 percent women and we really had to speak to the fine points of what men were looking for in losing weight health stress libido all these things looking better for business and, and, and otherwise and we utilized the listeners as well so as the campaign was going and as listeners were starting to come in and take part in it, when someone hit that 30, uh, 30 pound loss threshold, we invited them into the station and they recorded testimonial commercials. And we kind of gave them the parameters of what, what, what one, their story, but how we want it said. And it built over the course of the year. So by the end of the year, a business that was 80% female the year before was actually 55% male. Wow. And they had a 40% growth uh, year, year to year. So it was, it was a great, it was a great experience in radio to seeing how the medium really works and how you can get people's attention. And when you, when you have the right type of frequency, you can get the message out and people can respond. Now, not every small business has that, the dollars to create the frequency on radio campaigns, depending on your market, it can be tremendous. I came from New York, oh. small businesses can't just spend in, in, a, in a market like that, Jacksonville, Florida is the 38th ranked market. Uh, not not as, uh, as hard as that. And there's even smaller markets and different ways to utilize radio. But radio is not the only way to, to get a message out there. There's a lot of different ways within social media and blogging and, and video and uh, really coming up with the right concepts of, of uh, communicating during networking meetings and having uh, different uh, types of relationships so it's really, again, everything comes down to the right strategy. But with my clients, I love sharing that story with my clients as well, because it gives them the visual of what can be done if you shake things up. Mm -hmm. And once people, once we change certain things on their website and get it from being a, uh, a digital brochure into a 24-7 salesperson uh, in the way it's in, there's a specific strategy that I have in, in building the, the front page of a website so that you're speaking to those two concerns in people's heads and work on their, their pricing and work on what their market dominating position is. 
these things start to evolve over the first couple of months. And they're really starting to see progress in, in little places here and there as the third or fourth month is happening. They're really seeing the results in their, uh, in their revenues. Yeah. I, that, I mean, that, that's beautiful. I think we all, you know, we have to be careful not to try to drift. You're not going to drift to a market dominating position. You're not going to drift to kind of maximizing your sales. You're not going to drift to getting five or 10 times more leads. We all need to have like purposeful action. And whether we're working with a, you know, a coach or a consultant like yourself, or we're just being very purposeful ourselves. I mean, it, there has to be some legit kind of purposeful, uh, purposeful changes. So like the person that's thinking, man, I mean, I'm working a lot. I own this business. We have a great product, but I know we could have more sales. You know, I'm not sure where our next customers are coming from. And, and, um, you know, quite frankly, I'm not really sure how to get the phones ringing or the emails coming in, but, but I know we have a great product or service and we have a lot to offer. Where can they find you and kind of what's the first step of, of learning if you are the guy and if your company is, is kind of set up to help them to, to really maximize and reach their, their, their company's potential? Yeah, well, the best place to find me is my uh, website, which is ProfitMasterBusinessSolutions.com. Uh, and again, the, the way you described it is, is pretty clear because a lot of the, the people that I work with are people who are, the, they feel they're the best at what they do, but nobody knows who they are in their, in their, their industry. Their clients who they have love them, but they really need more of them to really get things moving on a regular basis. Again, it's hard to do marketing while you're running your business and focusing on the business aspects of it, especially if this is not your background. And, and having a sounding board on a lot of different things, because really when I work with, with a, a client, it's really helping the business owner focus on a lot of the business owner tasks and um, demands that they have, in addition to better marketing the business and finding different ways to make things easier with some of the other departments that they have. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and the ebook that's on the front page of your website, talk to us a little bit about what, what's in the ebook and what somebody could, how they could benefit by reading that ebook and, and maybe implementing some of the, um, some of the concepts. Yeah. Uh, if you go to my website, you will immediately, it, it pops up so you can, uh, you can take a look and, um, the things that I was saying in our conversation today are the things that I've listed in the book. So I really talk about eight strategies there where I have um, focused on, again, again, business marketing maneuvers is the name of the book and talks about the upsell and cross sell, but also the strategies that I'm hinting to towards the building the website, uh, talks about uh, what you're doing with those emails once you actually are, are able to get an email list and make it that you are not just lost in someone's email box because that's the worst thing. You can send out an email and nobody reads it. Did it actually, did you utilize your time wisely in, the, in that process? So I love just sharing that information out with people and I'm always here for questions when they do come up when, uh, when you review that. Perfect. Yep, I love it. So ProfitMasterBusinessSolutions.com. Um, hey, I mean, if it's something that interests you, check out the ebook. See, see if some of the concepts uh, uh, interest you. Um, also, you can check out the podcast as well and just, you know, learn how to run your business in a way that we can get 
you know, the, the, the results and the rewards for all of the hard work that we do as entrepreneurs, you know, at the end of the day, we all want some financial rewards for what they represent. Uh, we want the freedom we want, uh, maybe to be able to leave a legacy, or we even, we want to be able to sell our business for a high multiple, but that doesn't come without marketing and without, you know, proactive and consistent and actually effective marketing as well. So I really appreciate uh, this and I've actually learned a good bit myself. So, but, uh, but before we wrap up, I always have a question for our guests that I didn't tell them I was going to ask. So it puts you a little bit on the spot here. But as you know, we're the Weekly Wealth Podcast, and we talk about the mindsets, the tactics, and the strategies that can help you to build and maintain wealth. So, so when we talk about wealth, how would you define or what is your definition of true wealth? So true wealth for you and, and your family, what's, what's your definition of true wealth? Wealth is, I think the first word that comes to my mind is stability and stability in different ways, whether it is um, lack of concern or fear of the future, um, ability to um, maneuver through the present. So uh, having, so a good example, I've had a number of different curves thrown at me this week, probably should have thought about the fact school's coming. So lo and behold, buying books for my, my young students at home might be a cost that are, that's coming in and their way sleepway camp and their, uh, they take medications and they, I got billed for the medications that they take. Being able to maneuver that when that may not be what you have budgeted for the week or for the month, but is part of the process. So it's, it's, it's having the right, again, everything is strategy and game plan and marketing. And obviously it is in finance as well. And starting at a, at a certain point, hopefully at an earlier point, but, uh, but making sure that you always know what your, your strategy is so that you have the resources to address everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because ultimately financial resources, all they really do is provide options. So if your car needs four new tires and you don't have the money to buy them, then you're having a really bad day. If your car needs four new tires and you have the money to buy them, then maybe you have the inconvenience of sitting at the dealership for a couple hours. But after that's done, you're going to be able to get to work and get where you need to go and your car serves the purpose that it needs. So, so speaking of money and financial resources, if you feel like your business is not generating the amount of money and financial resources that it should, uh, hey, check it out, ProfitMasterBusinessSolutions.com. Download the ebook, uh, check out Howard's podcast and blog, and uh, see if it works for you and see if it's a system that can help you to maximize your business and your business's revenue. Well, I know that I got a tremendous amount of value from that episode. And quite frankly, there's a couple things that I'm going to implement in my practice that can help me to increase my revenue by $100,000 because wouldn't that be awesome? Um, as a reminder, if you are a business owner and you've ever thought about selling your business or want to know kind of what it's worth or even how you can get to where you can sell it for a higher multiple, um, go to my new website, www.allofmyassets.com slash value-builder-score. Take the Value Builder score. It gives you some really incredible information uh, that's just valuable insight into how your business is running. And also, if you want to know what it's going to take in order for you to have the freedom to live your life the way you want financially um, from the sale of your business, go to www.allofmyassets.com slash freedom score. 
very simple uh, questions in there, and that can help you to know if you are on the right track. So until next episode, we wish everybody a blessed week.